So uh, just to jump right in, um, you all heard my um, bio, but I wanted to introduce my family. Um, my wife, Megumi, is actually, she, she's Japanese. She grew up in a Christian home. And um, I want to share our bio through why we felt called to do missions. So Megumi actually grew up in a, um, a, uh, a Christian home, but she would always tell me that I went to church, but I actually never felt like I, I heard the gospel before. Uh, the reason why was, uh, one, was uh, she was probably the, the only person her age who went to church, so she had no interest whatsoever. And second of all, um, the sermon that she used to listen to was so, like, if you know Japanese, it's like they're very formal Japanese, so it didn't connect with her. And all the adults were sleeping, so she's like, it's not worth listening to anyway. Um, so she, in middle school, high uh, middle uh, she liked church in the beginning, but middle school, she just fell away. But until... Her family in, um, introduced her to another church, which is the church I served in in the past two years, where she actually heard, she would say, the gospel for the first time, where a pastor actually, quote-unquote, spoke the language to the teenagers and preached the gospel um, of, uh, that we all know. And that's when she, and another thing was not only the vertical aspect, but she actually saw other people her age that actually believed the gospel, not in a kind of... Um, cultural way but actually really generally believed it and through that she had this kind of um, calling and said that uh, why even growing up in the church why did I have this experience and she felt called to do um, young, um, kind of young adult ministry however what's really interesting was that she actually start, she went to a, a Christian university got trained and she kind of had like a part-time internship but she burned out really hard and said like I'm, I am not going to do ministry I'm not going to be a pastor's wife. And she eventually met me. And she's like, oh, well, I, I can't run from this anymore. So, so she's, she's, she's with me. And I, we have three children, uh, Kate, Nina, and Sarah. They look really uh, obedient and nice, but they're not. <laughs> like all other children. Um, but we, we love them dearly there. Um, but for me, um, one of the things that I want to also share is how I felt called to the ministry. Um, after becoming Christian at Stanford, I felt like I was called to ministry in Tokyo um, by working, um, by working there, giving a lot to the local church and being a lay leader. Maybe I didn't know what a ruling elder at that point, but I was maybe thinking of becoming a ruling elder. Um, but I always thought as a Christian um, to glorify God by working excellently. And I think that's a good principle. Okay, that's a very, very good principle. But you haven't met the Japanese yet, right? The Japanese people are probably the most hardworking people you ever meet. And a lot of people says, well, and they work long hours. So I worked at uh, Rakuten, an internet company, and um, the official hours are 9.30 to 6, but everybody's there by 9, and all the, the young guys probably has to be there by 8.30. I was there at 8.30. And um, when I worked at the, how do I say, the most elite division, not elite division, but the most, that, that, the, the go-getters go division, and I remember at the end of my, um, I spent two years there. At the end of that two-year career, um, uh, at the beginning, I would work with everybody up to like, um, you know, 9, 10, midnight, whatever. I was there. But think about it this way. Imagine being a Christian and operating that way. Some, some folks worked on the weekends. It just doesn't happen. It, sap, sap, it just saps your um, Christian life. Out. So by the, I remember by the time the second year, I, I just said, um, I'm going home at 8. And I remember 
I would sit there. There was like a long desk. Everybody sits on the same desk, and the big boss was at the, 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 the furthest away from the door. And I knew English, so I had, I had to translate. I did like a lot of English projects with him. So I sat right next to him. And I remember at 8 p.m., everybody's still there. And um, I would say in, Jap- in Japanese, you always have to greet everybody. I'm, I'm going. So I remember I make that walk of shame at 8 p.m. And say, so, And everybody would just like look at me, just walking. And just, and, and it, it is the walk of shame. And I remember one, I talked to one ruling elder in the past two years um, and saying that, how can you be a ruling elder and be Christian? And he literally told me, you have to accept the fact that you're going to be mediocre. Because at the end of the day, you can't compete with them. You can't, if, if your boss tells you, come, come, come play golf with me on Sunday, it's like, well, I'm sorry, I'm going to church. Well, it's like, oh, you're... You're a killjoy. I'm going to ask the other guy, right? And those things add up if you keep doing the same thing. And that was something that changed the way I, I perceived. Where a lot of people ask me, what's the, mo- what's the major religion in Japan? It's like, yeah, it's Shinto, it's Buddhist. But at the end of the day, it's not those things. It's, I would call, pragmatism. Uh, I would call the company. I would call these things where... Um, you do what is necessary that makes uh, you do what's necessary and if if the boss tells you to 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 do to show up on sunday morning and skip church a lot of christians do that right and what i would say is that when i heard that i said wow all those these japanese people are the most hard working people and if you ask them they work hard but they're tired people um they they need the gospel and actually when even if i brought a lot of non-Christians to church during my internships or, or whatnot. On, I remember the Japanese church would say, um, thank you for bringing them, but I'm so sorry. We're, we're just so overburdened that we can't follow up with everybody. And I said, well, maybe the issue is that I need to jump to the other side. I need to become a minister. And that's where I thought that I was called to ministry. Um, so that's just a picture of, what, what, of why we felt called to ministry. But um, a lot of people think that you know Japan is not usually not perceived as a kind of mission field. Uh, but a lot of people who are involved with missions know it is a big mission field. And just to reiterate why, um, it is the second largest unreached people group. Um, it's about 127 million people with only 0.5% Christian. Um, second of all, it's one of the highest barriers. I mentioned that it is one of the most expensive places to do ministry. And from I, I, I studied economics and I, I, uh, in the internet um, company I, I did like financial plan like I did strategy and it's not a very good strategic move <laughs> to invest in a very high cost environment but and that's true we need I think we have a, a big burden to bring that cost down and make it more efficient but it still doesn't change the fact that there are 127 million souls who probably 95 percent of them will not hear the gospel right and of course Japan is a strategic hub and it feeds into the other uh, other uh, parts of Asia. But more one of the things that I really like numbers, and numbers kind of like, that's my language. But a lot of people can't understand. There's, there isn't a picture of that. So I said, all right, so what does like uh, 127 million people mean? So Japan is probably about the size of California. Um, it's closer to Montana. It's about, Montana is like 100. 48, but I said, I, I didn't know, I never grew up in the U.S., I didn't know what Montana looks like, so I said California is close enough, right? But now, imagine California, and right, California is about 30, uh, 40 million people, 
Now, what I want you to do is add the people of Texas, add the people of Florida, add the people of New York, add the people of Pennsylvania, add the people of Illinois, add the people of Ohio, add the people of Georgia, and add the people of North Carolina. That's Japan. Okay? That's Japan is probably the nine most populous states of the United States and jamming into California. Right? But another thing is, what does 0.5% mean? Imagine you being in a graduating class of 1,000 people, and you and other four people are the only Christians there. A 1,000-person company, same thing. And probably the, only two of those people go to church. The other two are just name only. Imagine you are a, yeah, like, my, like Megumi, you're part of the youth group at your church, but it's just you, your brother, and a, if you're like 10 years old, the other 18-year-old, right? Um, don't imagine that you're, you're going to have a small group. There's probably just like one small group, and you're just stuck with those people, right? There isn't a choice, right? Um, just imagine just the isolation uh, you feel. There, you feel like you're in a dead end, Okay? That's what we're doing. And one of the things is, all right, then if we're, gonna, if we're committed to do missions, like what will help? It, it takes $2.7 million per baptism, but what exactly is helpful? And a lot of Japanese missionaries actually have a, like a debate. And I would say there are kind of like three camps. Let's put it this way, three camps. The first camp is the church growth. The second is the church revival. The first camp is basically the church growth people. And this is what they say. Um, what the Japanese church needs is more growth. The reason why is this. All the other large, unreached people groups are growing at 3%. Praise the Lord. But do you know, Japan is declining in growth, minus 0.5%. And what we've seen is that, um, especially in the Presbyterian Church of Japan, the reason why denominations grow is because of churches, right? And that if you see, the PCG has grown at 1.5% per year, which is great, but if you take out the church plants, it's actually declining at minus 1.21%. Uh, 1.21%. So church growth is actually very, very important. But what's important is that the PCJ is so small that it doesn't have enough resources to do church planning, so that's why missionaries are so important to be involved in church planning. So you hear that, and say, like, all right, I'm going to pack my bags and do church planning. But here comes Camp 2, and he says, hold on a second, Mark, before you go, I want to share a couple of things. Do you know, as you just mentioned, at, at, it's, PCJ is growing at every year, but in 2017, it was the first year that it declined. Do you know why? The existing churches were declining at a faster rate than church plants. And the reason why is because of lack of evangelism, all kinds of things. And you can even see that in the PCJ, the Presbyterian Church of Japan, the rate of baptism has nearly halved. Um, and PC, uh, nearly half of the PCJ churches have not had an infant baptism in five years. So you have an aging church. So even if you plant a church, it's going to turn out like that. So you, you need to focus on church revitalization. And you're like, hmm, okay, what, what do I do now? And then... All right, then I'm going to do church uh, revitalization, right? You, you pack up your bags and do that. I said, no, 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 hold on one second here. Uh, here comes the train the young leader missionary. I say, let me remind you of this, Mark. 
Um, the PCJ church is rapidly aging, but one of the issues that we have is that the pastors are rapidly aging. There are about 90 pastors in the PCJ. 33 of them are over the age of 65. There are only three people in, the, in their 30s, and there are zero people in their 20s. Um, I used to say that I was the only 20-year-old in 20, but I turned 30. So I, that badge of honor, my only badge of honor, I don't even if, I know if it's a badge of honor, but um, uh, that's how serious the problem is. So, and even in my presbytery right now, we have about 16 churches there. Um, Ten of the uh, three churches are actually, the, pump, the pulpit is empty. There's no church, uh, there's no pastor there. Um, and probably in the next five years, ten of those churches, including those three, um, will have no pastor, or the pastor has retired. And this presbytery that I'm talking about is the largest, fastest-growing presbytery in the Presbytery Church of Japan. So the question is, all right, so this guy says, all right, you need to, you, you need to train the next generation leader. And I'm like... What do I do now? <laughs> you know, well, what are the, there's these big three. I was like, and so, well, as I was thinking about what I should do with my uh, with the support that that I have, what should I be committed to? I said, well, let's start with this. Um, let's just start with the location first. I, those are three issues that I can't solve by myself. But let's just start with where. And what I said was, well, with those three things in mind, what I wanted to do was one, plant in a place that had a a lot of people. So Tokyo was the, the town that I was very, um, I grew up there. So that's why I, I connected to. I wanted to be a place where there was great need for churches, but I didn't want to parachute and do the kind of like marine, marine thing and says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to conquer the world. No, like, I know I, I'm not going to conquer the world. I need a PCJ church with me that will whack me in the head if I'm doing something wrong, you know? So I said, I need to be next to PCJ church. And I want to be a place where there were young families and children. So I said, okay, I'm going to do my research. And um, so here's Tokyo. Um, Think about L.A. County and then pack all of California into L.A. County. That's Tokyo. Um, I I, I don't know if it's the largest city. Mexico might be more more people, but that's that's Tokyo. And... um, there are th- four, Tokyo is about four states, just, just roughly speaking. And um, one of the, the center is Tokyo. Um, east is Chiba. Saitama is um, uh, north. And Kanagawa is to the west. And um, we have this statistic called church density. And it's about um, basically population divided by the number of churches. Just to give you a benchmark, um, I think in 2012, this is all kinds of churches but in America, there are all, um, the church density is about 900 people per church. 900 people per church. Um, some have said, I, this is again rough, right? But 1,500 people per church is reached about. Now, have that in mind, and now look at the fi- figures. Tokyo is 15,000 people, uh, 14,500 people per church. Um, but that's not the most needy. A lot of people focus on Tokyo City Center, but if you look at Chiba, which is about 19,000, Saitama is about 19,000, Kanagawa is about 18,000, it's actually more needy on the outer skirts as well. So I said, all right, um, everywhere is needy, so I'll just, I'll just go for the most needy. So I said, all right, Chiba or Saitama, but right now Saitama has kind of a presbytery, but not a sole Saitama presbytery. So I said, Chiba, 
is actually has a presbytery for Chiba, so I'll stick around there because I don't know what I'm doing. So I want to stay, <laughs> stay inside of Chiba. So within Chiba, there are uh, various cities with a PCJ church. And uh, we, we did the statistics, and there were two places that had a very, very high need for church. Um, um, to Funabashi, to the left, about 31,000 people um, per church, and Mihamaku, which is about 29,600. But there are already 20 churches in Funabashi, so I said, all right, we'll stick with Mihamaku, which is basically to the east, um, and there are literally five churches there. Um, and I, can, I know all of them. Um, one of them is the PCJ church. Another one is a Baptist church. Another one is a struggling uh, the equivalent of a CRC church, but the other two are literally just Bible studies. So I would say that there are actually three churches there. Um, but I want you to just wrap your head around that figure. 30,000 people per church. And I'm not talking about Reformed church. I'm just, li- church. Can you imagine walking through your suburb and past 30,000 people and you only see one church? In Pasadena, I can't, one block has like three churches. I'm like, oh, wow, <laughs> there, there are options. There's no options here, right? Um, so Mihamaku, this is where I get really excited. Um, there are these things called population density maps. Ooh, I, I like these. Um, and basically, the PCJ church is in serving the region in that black box where it's bright red. And all I'm just saying is that there's a lot of people where the church is, um, church is serving, and this neighborhood is called um, Kaihimakari, which is where we're hoping to serve. Kaihimakari has Baytown as a residential area, has a university uh, across the train line, uh, across the highway. Uh, there's a business district and re- recreation center, uh, recreational area. Uh, if you like the Chiba Latte Marines, the stadium is there. But um, what's more interesting, this is not population now. This is the children density map. So bright red Lots of children. Look at the black blocks. The only place where there's where it's bright red, right? So that means there's a lot of young families. And what we're seeing, what we're seeing here, this is um, the Baytown. What we're talking about that that black box area, and literally you can walk from one end to the other end in 15 minutes, and there are about 30, uh, 25,000 people. And that little arrow there is where Kahimakari Grace Church, the Presbyterian Church of Japan church, is there. Um, you can see lots of potential, but I want you to feel the tragedy of all of it. Can you imagine walking, going to your supermarket, going to your, 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 your elementary school and all these kind of things, and literally nobody knows who, they've heard of Jesus, but they don't know who he is and what he's done for. Um, that's the place that we, uh, we said, wow, this is a wonderful neighborhood to do church planting. Um, but what's more important is, that aside, that's wonderful, but what's more exciting is that um, above this neighborhood is basically, you'll probably see here, a patch of green grass. Um, nothing's there, but... Oh, there we go. They're going to build six high-rise apartment complexes over the next 10 years. And basically, it's going to look like this within the next 10 years. They're already building. I think the first one is built. The second one is being built right now. But what, if you include that, 
this entire neighborhood, again, 20-minute walk now, you'll pass 35,000 people. And what Kaihimakari Grace Church has asked me and my family is, um, would it be nice if we just plant a congregation in that new neighborhood? Because new neighborhoods mean families who are looking for community, families who don't know, like they, they're away from family and they're looking for just people to connect to. And it doesn't matter if you're Christian or non-Christian. If there's a, pl- thing, a place to go to, we'll, we'll go. And we've seen a lot of church plants um, thrive in that kind of environment. And the, the church that, we, that asked us to say is, let's strike while it's still hot, right? If you miss this opportunity, we don't have, it, it, it's gone. And what he's saying is, what, what, what that, and what they say is also, not only that, uh, I don't know if you can see it, is this, 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 uh, so Baytown, Bay Park, and Bay Park is actually closest to the university. Um, and the university ministry is something that we've, ha- we, ha- we don't, there hasn't been a successful uh, model yet, and we can experiment with that. So what I'm saying is this, um, remember those three things that I was talking to you about? Uh, I'm really cheap. But what if, what if you can plant where you can do all three things? Make your dollars work, right? And I think Kaihimakari, where the church is proposing something like that, where if we plant a new church and we are able to plant a new church, right? But what we've seen is that when a, an existing church plants a new church, it actually revitalizes the mother church. It allows them to say, oh, wow we can be part of this in a certain way. Um, one of the ideas is that um, the morning service is the mother church, and then the afternoon service is a completely new vibe. Um, and, of course, the mother church will help out with the afternoon service um, because we don't have money, we don't have people. So Sarah will help out in whatever ways you can, and that will have a nice symbiotic relationship. And not only that, if we can use this um, new church to attract a new um, students as well, that would be kind of like a nice trifecta, right? Um, the Bay Park Ministry, the Baytown Ministry, and a young adult ministry. But what's really important is this. I've just talked to you about the potential of this, but as um, da- David just mentioned, um, it's not demographics don't drive growth. Uh, churches do. People do. And what I want you to know is that this idea wasn't my idea. I want to say it's my idea. No, 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 it's not my idea. It's, it's um, Kaihimakari Megumi Church idea. They said from the very get-go, they're a church plant, literally a church plant in the second largest unreached people group. And by the, when they planted that church, they said, we're here to plant more churches, and we're not going to stop. That was, that's their vision statement. And um, this is their church. This is a little history. They um, started doing various um, English study, uh, Bible studies in that area, and they started in 2001. That's when they started their worship service. But by 2010, they had ordained two elders and particularized. Um, Nine uh, nine years, two elders, um, in Japanese terms, that is a miracle. Um, For those who are elders, how how long do you think it took you from zero to becoming an elder? Probably decades, right? If uh, I'm being trained, probably, but it takes a lot more than that before you start actually the training process, right? Forming, forming that. But anyway, nine years it took, and then 
Um, it had foreign funding, but in 10 years, it was independent from foreign funding. But they didn't stop there. They sent their first medical missionary in 2017. And in 2019, they said, all right, Bocanegras, could you plant this second site? Um, you can't see him. Maybe you can see him on the, on the right. Oh, the, the senior pastor, Yoshinobu-sensei, uh, Yoshinobu he planted this church at the age of 60. He actually planted other two churches, very successful. He could have retired at 60. He said, no, 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 I, I got some energy in me. I, I want to do this. He planted this church. He's still preaching. He's actually preaching the e- uh, morning and evening service tomorrow. Um, and he had a heart attack last night. Oh, no, not last night. La- sorry, last year. And he's, he, he, sorry, sorry. That. But he actually told me, I, um, he has this really bad, this, like, he couldn't go to presbytery because he had some sort of very bad ailment. I won't describe it. But he said, yeah, but I'm still preaching, you know. And um, he had that uh, heart attack in November. And then the doctor said, you just had a heart attack, so you're going to take a rest from in, in December. And says, he looked at the doctor and said, son, I've written my Christmas sermon already. Are you telling me that I can't deliver the word of God to people who want it? And that Christmas is the time of evangelism? You're telling me to stop? No, I'm, I'm going to preach. And he said, preach at your own risk, you know. <laughs> This is Yoshinobu-sensei, and that's why I, I, we felt called to partner with them. Um, that not only, uh, Craig Colburn, um, I was talking to Pastor James uh, about another OPC missionary there. He's actually planted uh, the, their, uh, 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 another sh- uh, church that's under this session. So actually, now that I think about it, it's actually the third church that they're planting. Um, and um, the other two elders are wonderful elders that um, really are more... Um, older mentors to me. So we're really excited about that. And um, what we're hoping to do right now is this. Um, we, uh, I am right now in the process of building a new team. Um, I am I'm not yet a team leader, but I'm hopefully going to go through assessment in January. And we're hoping to build a new team where we would be able to start this new uh, second, um, second uh, congregation. Uh, there are already a few members, uh, a few missionaries joining us. Uh, few, um, actually, we have more national partners who want to join us as well, and we're very excited about that. Um, but what we'd love for you to do is consider um, three things, how to help us. This is like the action part, is, of course, to pray. Um, I want to reiterate how important this is. Um, I really put a lot of time in my monthly newsletter I am very, very open about my struggles, and I really do that because I want people to pray for me. Um, um, right now, it's actually really hard. Fundraising, I didn't know was this hard. Um, we are in different church to church. We, are, we don't have a spiritual community that we see every week. Um, I joke that my two-year-old will memorize my mission sermon by the end of this year, <laughs> you know, um, and my wife too, of course. <laughs> um, pray for us. Uh, please sign up on our newsletter over there. And one thing that we always ask is, of course, to give. And I had one church planner, really. I'm, I'm an introvert. Uh, I don't like asking people for money, but I remember um, a, a pastor who has done a lot of fundraising. He said, Mark, I want you to, I want to share you how I raised two, three, three million dollars. And he said, oh, so, okay. And I said, um, I went to a billionaire and I did my presentation and I, I did all of this, right? And um, 
I thought I had a good time. Then I prayed, and I, then I started to realize something. So I gave the billionaire a, a, you know, a call, and he said, um, I forgot his name. Let's call him Bob. I said, Bob, I really want to say sorry. I said, why? Well, I thought I was asking you for money, but I wasn't. I'm actually asking the Heavenly Father for money, and you're just the means. So I'm so sorry for putting the burden on you on that. And um, I want to ask you to pray with me to the Heavenly Father if you would consider partnering with me in the mission field. And it sounds really like, and he, he, he would confess, is that I'm always so tempted to figure out what bus- buttons to push so that you can cough up the cash, right? But at the end of the day, like, if you have that perspective, it's like, I'm not asking you. I'm asking the Father for, for you to support me. Um, you're free from all of that, and I want you to seriously consider. Um, we are raising, uh, for this term, $6,000 uh, per month, and um, or additional to what we have. And would you consider covering all $6,000? And if not, would you cover some of it? And don't, don't ask your spouse first. Ask the father first, right? Please... Pray with us, because Yoshinobu Sensei is waiting for me to come back, actually. He said, Mark, if I die, you're coming back, right? It's like, Yoshinobu Sensei, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No. Uh, but, but seriously, you're not, fun, not only funding my, my, my family, but you, if you are able to support me, Kaihimakari Church will have a pastor uh, to help them. So please pray for that. And lastly, send. Um, I always say that at getting people to do missions, it's like trying to get someone to marry you right? You never pop the, uh, the proposal question on the first date, right? Right? The old, the, 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 old, the, the well, some people do, right? Um, but um, the, the job is, what you always say, how do you get person to the second date, then the third date, the fourth date? So my, my, my call to you is this, um, go on a mission trip with us. Um, they're actually in May. There's a vision trip um, that's scheduled. Um, let me, if you want, if you want to come for a week, come. And then after that, consider coming for a year. Then maybe two. Then maybe 20 years. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that be open to it. Um, and actually, it doesn't matter if you're, com- you're going to stay or not. But you coming, we are encouraged, and you encourage the church, the broader church, about Japan as well. So please, again, take, don't ask your spouse first. It's very important that you do. But ask the Heavenly Father first, whether you would partner with us. So that's it from me. But... Um, Please uh, sign up um, on our newsletter, and please take a, take a, a brochure. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mark. And David, you're up, my friend.